I think that the 12 hour walk is a self care ritual. I think that the 12 hour walk is a walking meditation. I think that the 12 hour walk is an opportunity for you to prioritize your well being and your connectedness to yourself and the world at the same time. Welcome to another episode of Everyday Badassery. I'm your host, Christine Lozada. Today I'm filming in the Bahamas. It's hot, a lot of things go wrong, and if you're watching today's episode, you'll see the torrential downpour that will happen at some point. Blake, I'm yeah. sorry, a torrential downpour just started happening. I'm gonna show you what you're looking at, what I'm looking at. I just need to okay, close cool. the window really quick, yeah. I'm in the Bahamas. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, something wild's happening right now. <laughs> oh, that's so dope. <laughs> and the terrible internet connection that keeps my face pretty frozen. It's fantastic, but it's also life. This podcast is meant to inspire you to be just 1% more badass today than you were yesterday. And today's story I am so excited for with Blake. Blake is somebody who recently did the 12 hour walk. And if you're like, what the what? The 12 hour walk is a movement that started by his good friend, Colin O'Brady. Earlier this year, I had the opportunity to go to the World Domination Summit. Yes, yes, that is a thing. And I got to hear from Colin on stage about how he broke the world record for walking across Antarctica. And to be able to make it, he had to do 12 hour walks every day. And now he's in turn inspiring 10 million people to do this walk. And I just finished listening to his audiobook and I got to talk to Blake about his experience. So let's introduce him and then let's hear about where it all started for him. <laughs> I'm Blake Brinker, a creative pioneer, master storyteller, and five time founder. You can check out my YouTube channel, How Easy It Isn't, or find me on LinkedIn at Blake Brinker. We were all in our in our individual bubbles at the time, um, and uh, you know we were checking in, and I kind of asked him what was going on, what what's happening, what's new, and because uh, I, I I know he always has crazy ideas kicking around in his head, and uh, he shared with me that he had this experience, you know, that he was feeling mm -hmm. kind of disconnected, and he was processing, you know, when was the last time that I felt really connected. And, you know, ironically, it was when he was alone um, in Antarctica, walking across landmass of Antarctica. Um, and, you know, he shared this this kind of journey with me of uh, into his mind about reconnecting with that moment and his decision to, you know, hey, I'm going to go for a 12 hour walk today, Jenna, um, and went out on the beach and told me the kind of whole story about that. Um, and when he got back, you know, Jenna kind of famously said, you're back. And he goes, well, yeah, I told you I was going to come back. I was just going for, for a walk. And she goes, no, you're back. Mm. Um, and there was something that kind of clicked in his mind. And so, you know, it was not long after um, you know, a few days or something like that, that he, we we're catching up and he told me about this experience and I was searching for my own kind of reconnection mm. to, to myself and to kind of like equilibrium. I think all of us were feeling very, um, discombobulated at that time. That's um, such the perfect word. <laughs> yeah, to put it lightly, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, sometime, sometime thereafter, um, I don't think it was immediately within the first day or so, but um, short time after, I went out on the walk and I, I did the walk. And 
Um, Wait, I was, I did was, he ask you to do it or were you inspired and you did it? Yeah. I mean, it was, it, you know, we, we have a very close relationship and so we automatically, whenever we're talking about stuff, we, we, we have a very creative, like open brainstorming space to talk about stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, he asked me to, if I'd be willing to do it. And I said, well, of course, this sounds amazing. This sounds exactly like kind of the type of thing that I need right now. And mm -hmm. Um, you know, I went out and I was, I was the first person outside of Colin to do it. Where were sure. you when you did your walk? Yeah. So, um, I live in the Columbia Gorge, um, uh, in Washington. And so I was here, um, at my house, I had made a decision that there's, there's a park nearby my place that goes around a lake. And I had made the decision that I wanted to drive my car to that lake and there's an out and back trail essentially, right? So that means that you have the parking lot and you walk X amount of miles and then you turn around and you come back and that's the trail. So it's not like a trail loop where you kind of have to go all the way and then you get back to your car. And I kind of liked that idea um, because it would allow me to be able to have my provisions, <laughs> my water and my, my food at a central place, my extra clothes it was during um, a relatively rainy part of the season in the <laughs> Pacific Northwest and pretty cold. Um, and so I knew that I needed to have a change of clothes. I knew that I needed to have a change of socks. And I even brought an extra pair of shoes because I wasn't sure how much it was going to rain and how wet it would be on the trail. And thank God I did. Um, and so I drove down there and it was, you know, six in the morning, dark. Um, I remember you, know, you, had I, a, you had a headlamp on, right? Yeah, yeah. Headlamped yeah. up. And... Um, I set off. I set off on the walk. How were you feeling? Like, was it excitement as you rolled out of bed that day? Was it anxiety? Was it like, what were you feeling? I would say excitement and curiosity. Um, I'm somebody, I'm an outdoorsman. So I spend a lot of time in the outdoors. And I think a, a huge part of my sense of self, as well as my sense of connection to the world and life comes from that interaction with mm. nature. And so for me, I guess the principal sales point for me was this is an excuse to be outside all day. <laughs> and so I was, I was very excited about that. And I know the power of disconnecting from all the distractions of the world because of my lifestyle as an outdoorsman. And so I was just pumped, honestly. I mean, I was a little bit nervous because I wasn't sure how much discomfort physically I would have, um, like really specifically like with my feet, just mm. for like walking for that long. long I, I didn't set out to like, you know, break a world record. I wasn't trying to walk like 200 miles in 12 hours or something like speed walking down the trail. Like, <laughs> um, but I also wanted to push myself. I wanted to, you know, I didn't have like a number in my head of how far I wanted to go. I didn't, I didn't really put it like that. I was just like, you know, what? I'm going to push myself. And however that, however, however far that ends up being, it'll be interesting to see. I've never walked for 12 hours straight on a flat, you know, on flat terrain, relatively flat terrain. So, you know, I've been out hunting and, and backpacking and, and hiking and have done some pretty significant stuff, but not for 12 hours. Like it was mm -hmm. like, you know, five hours in the morning and then, you know, doing this and doing that and then five hours in the evening or something like that. Um, so, I felt, yeah, that's how I felt. And wait, do you remember how many miles you ended up going? And was it more or less? I like, I guess, did it surprise you? Yeah, it did surprise. It did surprise me, and that was that was 
part of my emotional response, I know, you know, you watch, you watch my video and, and that video actually is on the 12 hour walk, um, Instagram, uh, account. So you could, you could watch that if you're interested in seeing my human experience. I mean, it was very, um, very vulnerable. Um, definitely, uh, authentic. I, I did not intend to have such an emotional response at the end. I just kind of turned on the camera. And as I was saying the answer to your question, which is how far I went, I just kind of was a come overcome by emotion. And so I walked, um, right around, I think it was right around 27 or 28 miles. Um, which was the furthest that I've walked in a day, um, by quite a lot. Um, so it was, that was surprising to me. I kind of lost track a little bit because honestly, the primary aspect of my experience wasn't physical. Mm-hmm. The primary aspect of my experience was mental. Like yes. to the nth degree, I was, I was like chill for the first three, four, five hours. I was like, this is cool. Like, I'm really loving this. This is like, I can do this. Like, okay, this is cool. And then in about six hours, I started like, I've said this before, but it was like, there was a party in my head and all the angels and the demons were invited. Um, And more demons than angels. I would say that Um, Mm. I was reliving arguments that I had had with business partners and colleagues from years ago. I was reliving relationship issues that I had with personal relationships. I was, reliving decisions that I had made or decisions that I hadn't made and in pretty rich detail. It kind of makes me think about, you know, Colin's experience in Antarctica when he was out there for such a long time and it was like a sensory deprivation tank. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of truth to that. I think, and even just in my little miniature experience, um, six hours into that very intentional space that I had entered mentally, there was a lot going on and I was, it was like I was dealing with a lot of stuff that had been swept under the rug and I didn't even know that it had been swept under the rug. So for me, the primary aspect of the experience was mental and I fought through a lot of demons and I, you know, it was a very, um, it was a very heated argument between myself and myself from about hours six to nine. And then it was like, I had gotten through so much stuff. I had processed so much stuff that at around hour nine for me, the storm receded and it was like, I started thinking there was this one thing that I I won't forget. Um, (laughs) It's weird because you get into like this kind of like uh, Tom Hanks castaway kind of dialogue (laughs) with yourself. I was like, man, I say a lot, but like, what do I really say? And I pondered on that for the remainder of my walk, like being intentional about the words that I say. And I'm somebody who's already, you could ask people that are close to me, people like are nauseated by how much time I think I I spend, like before I answer a question sometimes, Mm -hmm. because I really like, I'm someone who likes to think about what they're saying. Cause I really, really believe in the power of words. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, man, do I, and like, how much do I? And so that was a huge muse of of the latter part of my experience was really thinking about how intentional I am with my words and what I say to people. And then obviously as a result of that, how do I treat people? Mm. Yeah. What what from your walk has stuck with you the most? Or what do you reflect on the most? Well, I have 
a very unique benefit that, you know, so after, after I did the walk, um, and some, you know, some time passed and, you know, obviously being close with Colin, I was hearing about other people having the experience of the walk and we, you know, all of a sudden we're talking about, well, should we like make this into a real thing? And so I have the unique benefit of, you know, to answer the question, like what stuck with me about the walk? Like I spent the last 16 or 18 months building the 12 hour walk with Colin. Yeah. Um, you know, from every, from every word and line and paragraph of the book to mm. the, the entire kind of presentation of it, the outward facing side of things, um, the website, the, all the stuff. And so, I have I have kind of a again a unique perspective in that the 12 hour walk has now become a significant significant part of my life yes. right because I spent a couple of years of my life pouring you know my heart and soul and creativity and support behind Colin and Jenna and Colin and Jenna and I as this kind of like three-legged stool have have brought this thing to life in the same way that we've brought other things to life um like the impossible first like the row like 50 high points and and so, you know, I have to kind of sort through that to answer your question because yeah. it's it's had a significant, I mean, significant part of my yeah. life in the last couple of years. But if I just think about the walk, the thing that stuck with me the longest is I need to prioritize that kind of self-connection time on a consistent mm. schedule in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm an entrepreneur. I, I work, you know, I'm literally working on and involved in 10 different companies right now. And I have a very busy schedule and a lot of communications and video recordings and YouTube channels and podcasts and meetings and board meetings and um, creative sessions and deep dives and all these different things where I'm working to, to help really to help visionaries bring ideas to the global stage. But like, I got to prioritize my time mm -hmm. to bring myself to the stage of life and to mm. the stage of like contentment and gratitude and, and presence, like being present with myself and making sure that I prioritize that because I prioritize being present for other people the majority of my day every day. Yeah. And then I prioritize obviously being present for my fiance, soon to be wife next weekend, my family, um, you know, my friends, but like how much do I actually prioritize myself in that kind of a way um, without the noise of society and without the noise mm. of business and without the noise of, of entrepreneurship. So it's been a little, it's like a little Jiminy cricket that now kind of exists in my head at a little bit higher level than it did before. I love that. I'm so curious what you would rate yourself as. In other words, have you been good to yourself in that way since then? I think I've done a done an okay job. Um, I can always do better at those things that I just said. I mean, I think <laughs> without getting overly esoteric or, or philosophical, like what I just said is to me kind of like one of the principal points of the human experience is to like be able to be yourself and like be out there, put yourself out there and do mm -hmm. and like experience, but also be able to be cool with being still. Mm. And I think that I still have a long way to go in, in my ability to navigate between those two places. Mm. But I think that I've done overall a pretty good job. And again, I have the added benefit that I've thought about this all the way down to the molecular level 
for now a couple of years. And so again, the 12 hour walk as a, as a part of my life beyond the walk itself has had a really, really profound, um, impact on me. And just, even if, if you just qualified or excuse me, even if you just quantified the time that I've spent with Colin and Jenna building this, that has served as almost like, um, an amplifier Mm. of that original experience that I had. And now, Mm. as I said to somebody yesterday, I have, I have a 12 hour walk coming up, um, actually, um, during my honeymoon. Um, and then wait, where are you going to be at? Uh, we're going to be in Hawaii. Yeah. We're be in Hawaii. <laughs> um, and then I have a 12 hour walk, like set on my calendar for every second quarter. And so oh, wow. I just want to have it be a normal self care routine that I do. And I think that's probably the biggest takeaway. If you were, you're like, someone's listening, like, wow, this guy's like really verbose. It's like, okay, well, let me be really clear. I think that the 12 hour walk is a self care ritual. I think that the 12 hour walk is a walking meditation. I think that the 12 hour walk is an opportunity for you to prioritize your well-being and your connectedness to yourself and the world at the same time without having to have your fucking phone in your hand yep. or your laptop open on your on your lap or a podcast in your ear. Um and One other thing I want to add to that is something that happened during my experience when I was walking, you know, again, it was, (laughs) it was a very loose assignment. We we had decided was, okay, I'm not going to have any external content, right? I'm not going to have any noise, any, you know, um, but it wasn't as uh, crystallized as obviously as it is now. And so I ran into some, there are rules now, there are rules now, right? (laughs) There are some loose rules that we'd established and he was pretty vague about it. Um, just because it was like, Hey man, he kind of wanted to like, what do you think? Like, you know, tell me what you think about this. Right. And so when I was out there, um, I remember about hour five or five and a half, it started downpouring just like it did just a second ago for you in the Bahamas. Um, and I was already soaked and my, Mm. my boots, my Gore-Tex boots were already like soaking through and I stopped underneath this fir tree and I just remember standing there and I was kind of like looking out at the lake and I hadn't seen many people that day because it wasn't a great day to be walking around and I saw this lady coming around the bend and I go in my head I'm like oh I've seen her already today I saw her actually on my way out one time and then on Mm. my way back another and so she'd been out there for a while too yeah and she came around the corner and she goes are you out here training for something? (laughs) And honestly, like deadpan because just deadpan, I go, I'm training my mind. And then I like kind of walked off like cryptically, like not intentionally, (laughs) but I was trying not to speak. I was trying, I was trying to be in silence. And so, but it just came out of me. And I think that that, you know, that's, that's, the 12 hour walk is that it's an opportunity to train your mind. It's an opportunity to reconnect with yourself. Yes. So what I'm really excited for is I'm personally in a place where I need a little bit more clarity mm-hmm. and I've come to the Bahamas for the month to try to find that. Cause for me, the ocean is my happy place and I'm excited to disconnect and do this walk and yeah, there will be the discomforts of walking for a long time and the discomforts of not having your phone or music or other things. Right. And that's where my mind is going to go is what I'm most excited for. 
Mm. I, I had an opportunity uh, when I was living in the Bay Area in San Francisco to do a lot of racing, to do a lot of bike racing and triathlon racing. And my favorite thing about all of that was not necessarily necessarily the physical aspect, but what I call the mind fuckery of it all. <laughs> because it. nobody, nobody should ride a bike for a hundred miles. Like that's just gross. It's yeah. too long. <laughs> uh, bow down to everyone who does, you know, Ironmans, et cetera. Um, but your mind goes to really amazing and really dark places. Mm -hmm. And so I have not experienced that in quite some time. Mm. Um, I traded it's good the, for you, right? It is. And I'm so excited to hear about your regularly scheduled 12 hour walk. And it's now a part of your self care routine. I think it's so important to disconnect in that way. Yeah. Um, I'm so curious, were there, were there ever moments during your 12 hour walk where you just didn't want to do it anymore? And what were you telling yourself in those moments? Yeah, too many to count. Um, but, for, but, but for different <laughs> reasons, some of them were, it's cold and it's wet. And, you know, little like little wuss inside of my head going, hey, you're going to run down your immune system and like, you know, COVID and yeah, fear COVID and times. fear, fear, fear. Right. Um, less so that, though. Um, most of those moments were predicated on the darkness that you're referring to the darkness of like looking in, looking in the mirror. Um, and oftentimes what you see is like, Oh, I like, I'm not capable of this or I can't do this or what are you doing? This is stupid. Or I'll tell you, I mean, this is funny. I think I mentioned this to you guys on the, on the call a few weeks ago, but, um, Again, I keep referring back to that kind of like hour six and a half through nine when it was like I was fully engaged in 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 a in an all out battle with my mind. Uh, I had looped back, so I you know I did out and back, and I was back at my vehicle, and I was getting some water and a snack, and I said to myself, "I'm just gonna get inside for a second. I'm gonna get inside my car." And so I got inside my car, and I turned the car on and the heat blasting mm. and my, my seat mm. heater full blast. That sounds nice. <laughs> and I was just like, I took off my boots. I was going to change this when I changed my shoes and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, Oh my God, it felt so good. I don't know if you've ever, I've actually been lost in the wilderness before and had hypothermia. And I remember the best meal that I've ever had in my life. And the best shower that I had in my life was when I, ultimately we got out of the woods after a long ordeal and wow. that that kind of a feeling of oh, like or you, you know get done with a, a, a long day at the mountain or you get done with a race or something like that and you're just like mm -hmm. oh you feel like i just need to be here and i started thinking to myself i'm gonna be honest and you know there's some of you i'm sure that that will poke fun at me at this for this but that's okay i thought to myself there are two people in the world who know that I'm doing this right now. Mm. One of them is my girl and the other is Colin. My girl wouldn't care if I didn't finish. Mm. She would be like, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that she wouldn't be like disappointed that I didn't like stick to something and finish, but she would accept me. She'd be cool. She'd wrap me in her arms and say, it's okay. Colin less so, but I was like, and this is, this is fucked up. So just get ready <laughs> in my head, in my head. I'm like, 
yeah, but I could just like call him in five and a half hours and tell him that yeah. I did it. You could. You could. I could just I could just record a video in five and a half hours and be like, yo, man, oh my God, that was so cool. Like, <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, this is cool, man. Awesome. Awesome, right? Yeah. And there is a legitimate two-minute period of time where I considered quitting because I got so comfortable sitting in that seat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just said, you know what? Like, but I'll know. I'll know. Yeah. And so I just honestly like I pushed the button to turn off the car and I just opened my Hell door and I yeah. pulled my legs out. And the funny thing is, is that when I put my feet on the ground, my my legs had gotten had went asleep. And so when I put my feet on the ground, I literally like fell and like had to catch myself on the door. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. All right, here we go. And that's when my feet started to hurt. Um, so yeah, there were there are many moments, but that moment more than any other moment was the moment where I made a decision and kind of after that, there was no, I was like, if I didn't quit in that moment, then I wasn't going to quit in any other moment. No. That's so powerful. You did it for you. Hell yeah. yeah. What are you most excited for as so many other people around the world start their 12 hour walks? What are you excited for these people? I mean, I think there's there's two primary things. And the first one I've spoken to, like, I think pretty clearly, and that's it's just so good. It's such a pure initiation, as I reflected in my video after the after the walk that you've seen. That was like what I felt. And again, that kind of economy of words way of communicating mm-hmm. of like after my whole argument with myself for four hours about be careful about what you say and how many words you say. Um, I'm excited for people to have that pure initiation, which to me, and one of the reasons why I love the 12 hour walk so much as a, as a movement is that it reconnects us to the OG human experience. Mm -hmm. The OG human experience is being outside, being connected, feeling into your body being present, being uh, having your senses attuned, that's where we come from. And we've mm-hmm. lost that because we have so many fucking inputs. So many distractions. So, so many, many distractions and so much comparison and so much stimuli that I'm excited for so many people. And I do believe, I believe that, you know, the goal, the mission of 10 million people doing this, um, I think that's going to happen. And I think that's just the beginning because I, I think that this kind of an experience, albeit solo, actually becomes a shared experience on the other side. And that's what the second thing is that I'm excited about. I'm excited about people from different places, different creeds, different situations, environments, etc., having one more thing in common because mm. I think that here we are living in a world where now everyone kind of is connected to everyone overtly. We've always been that way, but now we see it. Mm-hmm. Now we can sense it and see it. We need more things in common that we can relate to and find mm. commonality with our brothers and sisters. I agree. And so having this be a shared experience, albeit it's solo, but there's kind of something cool about that. In fact, the way that I imagine it is like we're all in this <laughs> kumbaya alert. <laughs> we're all standing in this circle of life 
And the walk is like an opportunity for you to go outside the circle on your journey and then come back to the circle Mm -hmm. and everyone's coming back to the circle kind of in the same moment. And so you have this magic that can happen there. And so those are the two things that I'm most excited about with, with kind of this being opened up to the world. Yes. And I will admit there has, I'm starting to notice it as the date is coming up for my walk with the world domination summit attendees, which is, I know some of them, but I don't know all of them. Right. But as we've been chatting with each other in a WhatsApp group, starting to encourage each other and share our limiting beliefs. That's right. What our walks are going to be like, et cetera. I know on Saturday, I will be thinking about these people, knowing that others are doing it at the same time. And we will come back together to share our experiences. I'm so curious how much that will push me to finish it. Um, Mm. I'm, I'm curious what my limiting beliefs are going to be at the end of the day, but I'm, I'm curious for you. What do you think will be the, the top limiting beliefs that people will have as they, as they consider it? Because I will say in my own personal friends network, I've told people I'm doing this. You should consider doing it with me. And they're like, how many hours is this again? And yeah. you can just start to hear all the doubts where it's like, well, no. well, which is, I think you're, you're keen in on, you're keen in on it. And I just want to comment about the previous, the previous thing you said, which is beautiful. And that's kind of what I'm speaking to is that, that shared experiences are really the thread of connection in life. Yeah. And so like the fact that this 12 hour walk is going to be a, an amplifier of that, that is a beautiful thing. And that's actually one of the reasons why I got so excited about building this project with Colin and Jenna was that's what I'm really, I'm really into that. I'm really into shared experiences and community. And so that that's huge. And I'm, I'm so happy that you, that you feel that way. Um, so I think you hit the nail right in the head with your kind of like off the hand comment about your, your friends and that their reply, the biggest misconception that the modern human has is that time is their enemy and that they don't have mm. enough time. Mm. Because it, again, it's, it's, it nests perfectly in the dynamics of the era that we're in, which is what are you doing? Where are you going? Like, what are you mm-hmm. building? What are you, you know, wh- who are you going to hang out with? What, mm-hmm. what are you doing? What are you posting about? What vacation are you going on? Where are you traveling? All these things relate to like this emphasis of if you're not, you're not doing enough this constant societal pressure of you're not doing enough, which directly underneath that, what do you have? Well, that time, like Mm -hmm. you're not in what they're really saying that kind of like societal, like aura is like, you don't have enough time to make a big enough impact, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't have enough time to be as good as you want to be because you have to work because you have to do this because you have to do that. And so I think that we're just programmed at this point to think like, I don't have a lot of time for myself and just normal life stuff, right? Like you're married, you have kids, you have a mother-in-law living with you. These are all real things. I'm not saying that those things aren't real, but, and I think Colin says this really beautifully in the book that if you don't, prioritizing self-care makes you a better husband or wife. Yeah, It makes you a better father or mother or brother or sister or grandma or grandpa or colleague or boss. The more dialed you are with your own shit, Mm -hmm. the better person that you are. And so 
look, is, is a 12 hour walk a fucking religion? No, it's not. Is it a cult? No, it's not. It's, it is a, it is an activity. It's a, it's an experience. It's a little kind of mini life expedition that is meant to be a part of your overall kind of emphasis on taking care of yourself. So I think one of the biggest limiting beliefs that people will experience in exposure to this is time. I just, I just think that time and money are nested together so often as well, like time and money. Like I don't have the time because I have to make money, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have the time because I already spent money on doing this and I don't, you know, I'm going to be on vacation. I'm not going to waste a vacation day to, you know, I have PTO. I only have 12 days off a year or 25 days off a year or whatever it is. You know, Blake, I, I'm not going to take one of those days to do this. I work too hard. I don't have the time. And then you're like, wow, you're really, you're really nested in, in both of those mm-hmm. things. So I think mm-hmm. time and money. And then I also think the third, probably most prevalent one will just be like, I don't have what it takes. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I've never walked for more than two hours or, you know, I don't, yeah, just, I don't know if I can actually do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you Which combine all three of those so things, it's so accessible. Really yeah. you don't ha- it's not a race. You don't have yeah. to be walking all the time. Time is the equalizer that everyone has the same amount of it. And we all just need to make time for the important shit. You got to right. put your own oxygen mask on first before anyone <laughs> That's else. That's right. That's right. On a plane. <sighs> Do you know how much I'm going to be thinking about this conversation on Saturday? Well, then let me say this to you. So this can ring in your ears, which is you're doing the right thing and choosing, choosing yourself in this kind of a way is, is a testament, I think, to, to your character. And I think that anyone who, anyone who pursues things like this really earnestly is someone who I want to know, mm. right? It's like, mm. okay, because you could be pursuing anything. You could be doing anything this weekend. You're in the Bahamas. You could be like, you know what I'm pursuing? I'm pursuing some really cold drinks, some really dope parties with some like, with some like, you know, Caribbean house music, like getting down. Like I'm just going to fucking hang out and like all mm-hmm. the things. Or I'm going to do nothing. I've been working. I'm just going to do nothing. And that'd be fine too. Because by the way, doing nothing is also self-care sometimes. But yeah, I mean, I just, I, I'm right with you. And, and you know, that we already have commonality and, and connection because of kind of the community that we're both part of, but this is now another layer of that. And I, I hope that I hope that you just have a really meaningful experience with yourself. And that's what I would wish for anyone is just like, you know, enjoy the fucking moment. We, we so rarely are taking those moments for ourselves. Enjoy it. Hell yeah. Oh, (laughs) actually, I don't think, you know, I I asked this question on my podcast. Okay, go ahead. Blake, are you a badass? Why or why not? Oh man, that's a, that's a really tough question. I like that you asked that question because it kind of confronts, it makes you confront your relationship with your ego a little bit, right? There's probably a whole subset of people in my life and in my orbit that would say that I am. I don't think of myself that way. And maybe that's, I don't know. I don't know how that comes across necessarily, but I don't really think of myself that way. I think of myself as a warrior. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
when I when I hear badass, I think more of like kind of like rel- relentless. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's just because I've been I've been tempered, right? Like I've been an entrepreneur who's died a thousand deaths over the last 15 or 20 years. Um, there was a time when I would have said, hell yeah, I'm a badass," And I am, I'm strong. I'm capable. I am, I am the best at what I do. I am extremely, um, confident in my abilities to bring things to life, to create, to connect with people, to, mm. to nurture, beauty and art and creativity and to, to create opportunities and all those things. But I would, I would rather say those things than I personally saying into the camera and into the mic that I am a badass. I feel very confident and secure in who I am. And so if that's what you mean by a badass, then yes, I'm a badass. (laughs) I love to let people define it however they might. Yeah. But I will always know you as Blake the Warrior. I hope you are as inspired as I am by Blake's story. Please find him and his YouTube channel. All of that info will be in the show notes below, as well as the 12-hour walk website and the book. I love listening to the audiobook. Colin actually reads the book himself. I'm so curious how my journey will be and how many times I might jump into the water in the Bahamas to cool off during this walk, which by the way, I did pack shoes simply for this reason. I'm not wearing these tennis shoes on any other day in the entire month I'm in the Bahamas, except for during my 12 hour walk. But that experience will be captured in the next podcast episode. So be sure to check that out. And if you found some inspiration, please leave a review and share this with somebody. It really does help to distribute this podcast. Go forth, be badass, and I'll see you in the next adventure. Ciao. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you. Anytime.